Good morning, good morning, everyone. I want to welcome you to the prayer call this morning. And we want to say good morning, Father, and good morning, Lord Jesus, and good morning, Holy Spirit. For this is the day that you have made for us, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. For we know the foundation has been laid for us to build upon, and we must turn away from our dead works, those attempts to please you through our traditions, the traditions of men, by serving others to gain influence with you, Father. May we embrace, may we take hold of faith in you to be fully persuaded that what you promised, you are fully able to perform it. Amen and amen. So as we have come on the call this morning, let me introduce myself. My name is Heather Dawson, and I will be facilitating. And we have um, Margaret Johnson with us, and she's going to be bringing the devotion for the morning. Good morning, uh, Sister Margaret. How are you? Good morning, Elder Heather. I am doing wonderful. How are you this morning? I am good. Thank you very much. I am. I'm up, and, uh, you know, we're just here gathered together to have a good time in the Lord and to hear what the Lord has given you this morning. So praise the Lord. And I, we were going to have Sister Myrna Whetstone with us this morning but she is having difficulties. Um, So we will be praying uh, this morning. Uh, Not sure who's going to be praying, but we know know that God is still here with us, and he hears the prayers of the people. So we're grateful to God for the opportunity to pray for one another, The Bible instructs us in that, to pray one for another. So praise God. We do give um, the Lord praise for that. Um, I also want to just give thanks to the Lord for uh, our bishop, uh, Christopher Carl Smith, and for Pastor Adrian. We want to pray Isaiah 11, 1 and 2 over them this day that the spirit of the Lord would rest upon each of them, that the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, and the spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord to be their portion for this day. Hallelujah. Know that it is a blessing. Know this this morning that we are delighted that you have joined with us on the call this morning. We're asking that you just open yourself up to be a receptor of the word of God this day. May encouragement, may joy, may peace, may supply, and may strength be your portion Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now I ask the Father for his blessing and his anointing 
to be upon Sister Margaret as she brings the word. And then when we come to a time of prayer, that we would all join in in one accord and know that as we make our petitions known unto the Father, that he hears us and that he answers. Praise the Lord. So, Margaret, we're ready for you this morning. Okay, well, thank you. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. God bless you. Um, this morning, um, we are coming from Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 through 5. Um, and it reads like this. It says, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Take heed that no one deceives you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Jesus said to take heed that no man deceives you. The word heed, H-E-E-D, means to pay attention to, to see, to perceive, to discern. Our bishop has been teaching on Wednesdays about how and why we need discernment in these last days. To deceive means to mislead, to delude, beguile, to lead astray, usually by underhandedness. Deceive implies imposing a false idea or a false belief that causes ignorance, bewilderment, or helplessness. Basically, deceive means to trick or to lie. Flat out, just lie, right? And the word says that, what, the devil is a liar and he's the father of lies and that there is no truth in him. I once heard someone say that anytime you hear the devil open his mouth, he's lying. So when he tries to put false ideas in your mind, you know it's a lie. Jesus is saying to pay attention so that no man misleads your mind or causes you to believe what is false. Many will say they are the Christ, but I'm telling you, it's a lie. Don't let anyone cause you to disbelieve what is true. That is deception. So the word deceive or, or forms of the word deceive, so deceive, deceive, deception, um, the root word is deceive. It's used in the Bible about 78 times. And the first deception we know, right, was when the devil deceived Eve by causing her to disbelieve what was true? Has God said that you should not eat of any tree of the garden? You surely shall not die, for God knows that when you do, etc., etc. Well, has a person ever talked to you and questioned you so that you begin to doubt the truth that you thought you knew, that you begin to doubt the truth that you heard? It, happens, it happened to most of us as children when we went against the truth of what our parents said and we went with the lies of someone else, maybe because it looked more attractive, and we begin to believe the lie and deceive ourselves. The word says that God doesn't tempt you, but that you are led astray by the sin 
in your own heart. And the thing is, when you're deceived, you don't even know it. When we're deceived, we don't know we're deceived until God or unless God reveals it to you. One definition of deceived or deceiver means to take. Anyone who takes what rightfully belongs to you is called a thief. And Jesus identifies the thief in John 10 and 10. He says the thief does not come except, and and so that means he's not your buddy, he's, he's not your friend, even though he may come in a friendly way sometimes to win you over, Jesus says the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. Hmm. In contrast, Jesus says, I come so that you may have life. And that life is the Zoe life. It's, It's a fullness of life. It's a real, genuine life. Satan is the counterfeit. Jesus is the real deal. Jesus comes to give us a life that's blessed, that's happy, that's fortunate, that's to be envied. But the thief, Satan, comes to steal. And that word steal is, the the Greek word of it is klepto. We're all familiar with the word klepto, right? It's where we get the word kleptomaniac. So the thief comes to steal, but he also comes to slaughter for no good reason. There's no reason why he kills. He just kills because that's his nature. We see senseless senseless violence. We see killing now. We see it in the world now. And we know that the enemy is behind that because you look at it and you wonder, why is this happening? Why are they doing that? The enemy is behind it. Jesus was beat mercilessly because the devil was trying to kill him. But don't you know that no man (laughs) took Jesus' life? Jesus gave it freely for you and for I, so that we would have uh, a victorious life. Hallelujah. That's good news. <laughs> Everywhere you see the word deceive in the Bible, the enemy and sin are present. The word says that we can even deceive ourselves. Wow. How do we take heed and not deceive ourselves? I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to deceive myself. We can not deceive ourselves by having a close, intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit and be active and attentive in the word of God. The Holy Spirit will reveal areas in your heart and your life that need correction. So take heed, pay attention to the leading and the correction of the Holy Spirit because God corrects those that he loves. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He's light. He comes to teach us and to lead us into all truth. All righteousness. In Matthew 24, Jesus was uh, admonishing the disciples, and I'm going to say us today, to not get caught up in physical things. In this case, in Matthew 24, the disciples were, you know, talking about the beauty and the majesty of the temple building. And they missed the beauty and the majesty of the creator of all things who was walking amongst them. They didn't discern God is with us. Jesus said, what you're looking at, what you're focusing on, it's going to fall down. And that prophecy, you know, came to truth when the temple was totally destroyed. 1 Peter 2 and 1 says, so abandon every form of evil, deceit, hypocrisy, feelings of jealousy and slander. Verse 2 tells us how. It says that you must intensely crave the pure spiritual milk 
of God's word. The word will cause us to grow and to mature, fully nourished, and you will be strong for life. Verse 4 says, so keep coming to him who is the living stone. Keep coming to Jesus. Why? Not only is he life, but 1 Peter 2.22 says that he committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. He's trustworthy and true. So no deceit was found in Jesus' mouth. He's trustworthy and true. But in the in Satan's mouth, he's the father of lies. That's all he does is lie, deceive, trick you, steal, kill, destroy. First Timothy 4 and 2 gives us a warning, um, and that warning says, Now the Spirit clearly says that in the last time some will depart from the faith and pay attention to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Can you hear the deception? It goes on to say that people will pay attention to speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their consciences seared with a hot iron, like you sear the lines into a steak on the barbecue grill. People will endure, will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears. And itching ears basically just describes people who seek out messages and doctrines that condone their lifestyle. So it's not about what Jesus says. It's about what I want to do. So let me find someone that's going to uh, talk about that it's okay for me to do what I want to do. People will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths or false beliefs. That's why discernment is so vitally important. We must pay attention to the word of God. We must pick up the book. You've heard Bishop talking about it, right? It's, not just the electronic device, but the physical book and begin to develop a greater love for reading and understanding the word of God again. We must read the word and meditate on the word and ask the Holy Spirit for understanding as we read. Psalms 119 and 11 says that we hide the word in our hearts so that we not sin against God. And it's because the, the devil is a thief. He's a liar. He comes as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Well, he may not devour us. The devil comes to steal. He comes to steal your identity, steal your power, steal your purpose, steal your health, steal your joy, steal your witness. And if he can't steal it, he seeks to deceive you into either giving it away or believing a lie about who you are in Christ Jesus and what the power of the cross brought back for you. So as I close, um, remember this. Jesus came to restore. So if he came to restore, that means we had it in the beginning, and he's coming to give it back. So he came to restore all that Adam lost in the garden. He came to restore our relationship with God, our intimacy with God, our peace, our joy, our power, our identity, and much, much, much more. We have to take heed and hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Amen? Elder Heather? Amen. That was a great word this morning. Thank you. I was just really um, immersed in it. And when you said Elder Heather, it was like, oh, she's done. Praise the Lord. But not, I don't mean praise the Lord that you were done, but it caught me back and brought me back to where I need to be. But thank you for that word. You know, you said a statement that I wrote down. It says, don't deceive yourself. 
Be aware of the correction of the Holy Spirit. Be aware of the correction. It's kind of like the navigation system in your car. You know, when you have that and you make a wrong turn, you will hear it say, a rerouting you to get you back where you belong. That's what the Holy Spirit does for us. Hallelujah. So thank you, Margaret, for that word this morning. Uh, we praise God that, um, you know, God has his word that he has given to us, and that is our navigation system. It will keep us so that we are not deceived. We're not left alone. We, we, we are so blessed. We're so blessed to know the Lord to have Jesus as our Savior and to have the Holy Spirit that dwells within us to lead and guide us into all truth. So praise the Lord. I understand that Myrna is with us this morning. Uh, I want to say good morning to you, Myrna, um, and pray that you are doing well. I know that um, you had some difficulties, but you know what? You win, honey. You win. And she's going to come and she's going to share the uh, prayer requests with us, and she's going to pray. And I ask that each of us would just enter in with her as she prays. You know, it doesn't matter what comes our way, that we can always get back on point no matter what. So we thank God that Myrna is with us this morning. Myrna, how are you? And please come with the request this morning. Good morning, Mother. I am well. I am well. God is amazingly good. <laughs> Even <laughs> in technology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amen. We do have a um, we do have a praise report, and then we have a few uh, prayer requests. The praise report came in from Linda Mallory. A testimony from Timothy Hillman in regards to her son Ronnie who had a horrific accident, a car accident, this past Monday. Tiffany's son is doing well. Doctors didn't think he was going to recover um, and possibly be paralyzed from the neck down. But God, Ronnie is doing good and looking good, his mom said. Because all things are possible when we believe and allow God full control without staggering in our belief. Hallelujah. Ronnie will have a long recovery, but he is still amongst the living and not six feet under. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, New Destiny Prayer Warriors, for your love to minister to others and for others. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. James 5.16. Yes, we praise God. We rejoice with uh, Tiffany, with her son Ronnie. Um, especially Tiffany as her mother. We rejoice with her to see her son recover uh, from such an um, awful car accident. So we praise God with Tiffany this morning. Um, the next two are prayer requests, one from Charlene Turkerson. This prayer request is from Ciara. Ciara is asking for prayer for her friend's seven-year-old nephew, Ricky. He has asthma and is on a ventilator due to COVID. Uh, from Candace Ware, 
I'm requesting prayer on behalf of my coworker, Thomas, who is battling COVID-19. He's experiencing the majority of the symptoms, and at a certain point, he feared he would not make it. Please, New Destiny, lift him up in prayer so that he is able to make a full recovery. Father God, we come to you this morning. Father, first and foremost, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, Father God, that you are a good God. We thank you, Father God, that you are awesome, that you're in control, that you are strong, that you are able. Father God, we lift up Thomas and Ricky, Father God, to you right now, whose bodies have succumbed to the COVID-19 virus. Father, we know that this virus attacks the body cells directly, and it impacts the lungs. It can also cause the body to produce overactive immune response, which can lead to increased inflammation throughout the body. So, Father God, that you, you, we know, Father God, that you created us in your image. And we know, Father God, that our bodies can grow its own tissue and its own cells. So, Father God, we call upon the body, the cells, the tissue within Thomas and Ricky right now to create to be strong, to make copies of themselves, to reproduce within themselves, so to flesh out the COVID-19 virus in the name of Jesus. And there will be no side effects, no after effects, Father God, from COVID-19 there, um, that we hear about in the news or that we read about on Google. Father God, that Thomas and Ricky, Father God, will be restored and renewed wholly and completely because you are God. Because that's the God that we serve. Because you don't do anything halfway, Father God, and you go above and beyond our prayer, our requests, and our heart's desire. So we thank you, Father God, in advance for being with Thomas and Ricky right now and for allowing them, Father God, to even sense that their bodies are getting better, to sense their strength coming back, to sense their, their healing returning in the name of Jesus. Uh, the next prayer request is from Kay Harris. She's requesting prayer for myself and my children. Continue to cover our health, me and my job, and the children's school year by finishing strong, favor on a new home. So, Father, we lift up Kay Harris and her family, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for keeping them safe thus far, for keeping them healthy, for keeping them whole, Father God, thus far, and that you will continue to do so because Kay, as a mom, is being smart and taking the proper precautions to make sure her children wear the mask and wash their hands, as we've been told our entire life. But, Father God, we thank you, Father God, that you, you have allowed them, Father God, to be safe. We thank you, Father God, for securing Kay's job, Father God, for being her provider, for being her protector, Father God. You gave her the position where she is, Father God, and no man, no woman has a right to take it from her. So we thank you, Father God, for being her provider, for showing yourself strong in Kay's home and in her life, Father God. Father, she's believing you for a new home. <laughs> We've heard bishops say that this pandemic won't touch us. As born-again believers, it can't come near us, that, that the, the believers are thriving, that we're going up in a going-down world, Father God. So we thank you, Father God, in advance for Kay's new home, for her to provide, Father God, 
for her to provide for her children, uh, for a new home to be safe, to have their own space, to have a yard to run around, Father God. You know her desire, Father God. You know what she longs for in a home, Father God. And we wait with great expectation that you would exceed her desire, that you would bring her to the home that you built just for the Harris family. In Jesus' name. The next request is from Valerie Powell. Uh, I would like to send in a prayer request for my daughter, Essence Gardner. She just gave birth to my new granddaughter, and she pre-enclepsia during the labor, and I'm praying for healing and that the swelling go down. I didn't even know, honestly, Father, what pre-enclusia was, um, but it is due to uh, high blood pressure. So, Father God, if um, Essence has high blood pressure, Father God, and this caused um, any difficulty during labor, Father God, we ask that you be with Essence within her body to regulate her high blood pressure. We, We ask you, Father God, to be with her newborn daughter, Father God, that we pray that they are both healthy, that they are both strong, that they are both doing well, Father God, and that Essence would take care of her body, take care, proper care of herself first, Father God, so that she could care for her new daughter. So we thank you, Father God, for who you are. We thank you for healing, whether it's this, the high blood pressure, whether it's COVID. We thank you, Father God, for healing. We thank you for wholeness, and we thank you for, for essence and her daughter being complete, Father God, in you, in Jesus' name. The uh, final prayer request came from Erica Allensworth, prayer for strength to do well on an interview for promotion. Father God, we lift up Erica and the promotion that she seeks. If this is her season, Father God, and she's believing you for promotion, that we believe with Erica that it is her time, it is her season. But with promotion comes responsibility. With responsibility can come stress. So, Father God, ease Erica's spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Calm her mind within her that she would walk into the interview with the confidence, Father God, that she is a princess of the Most High King, that she's got this, Father God. If it's your will, it's already hers, and that that your peace would remain upon her throughout her day, in her comings and her goings, during the interview and after the interview. No stress, no worry, no doubt, Father God. Yes, promotions are nice because of the financial aspect. But I pray, Father God, that Erica has considered every aspect of a promotion, the new responsibility, the greater expectations, the stress, the, the maybe the longer hours. We don't know the kind of job that she's in and the promotion that she seeks, Father God, that you do. So just be with Erica, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for the privilege and the honor to come before your throne, to lift up your children who are precious to you, Father God, so they are precious to us. We wait with great expectation for you to move in all of their lives, Father God, and in their families' lives. 
because you moving in one of their lives is only a testimony to their family who may not believe you yet, who may doubt you, who may just have some issues believing in a God during this pandemic. So we thank you, Father God, this morning for the privilege and the honor that you've called and created us to pray for others, to stand in the gap for others. And we do so, Father God, humbly waiting with great expectation for you to move mightily, for you to move greatly, and for the testimonies to come pouring back in. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, and amen. 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 Thank you, Myrna. We're so glad that you were able to uh, come on the call this morning because those prayer requests needed to be prayed this morning. We needed to stand in the gap for these precious ones that have been uh, called out this morning. We thank God because we serve a God of miracles. And we're believing, we believe together this morning for each and every request that was made known that God is working. God is working miracles in the lives of those ones that have come to us this morning. And continue throughout the day as the Lord brings it to your mind to lift up these different ones before the Lord. And, you know, we thank God for that praise report for this, um, for the son, Ronnie. But, you know, we're expecting, we're expecting a miracle to take place in this uh, young man's life. Yes, we're grateful to God. His family is grateful that he did not pass. But he's got a long journey ahead of him. But you know what? Nothing is impossible with our God. He can do a miracle, a quick miracle. And we're asking, we're asking the Father to do that, to continue that each day great progress will be made. Great progress. And that he will have a testimony like no other. We're just, I was just really moved by that this morning. So, like I said, please remember these prayer requests throughout the day for each one that was mentioned because we do serve a mighty God and he has never failed us, never. And he said to stand in the gap, stand in the gap when someone is in need. And so we've done that this morning, so therefore we believe, we believe for the working of miracles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I want to go back to Margaret to see if she has anything further that she would like to say this morning before we close out the call. Margaret, do you have anything for us? Um, Yes, just one thing, um, Elder Heather. And uh, as we've been talking about don't be deceived, take heed and pay attention Ephesians says that we are to be imitators of God in everything we do. It says, don't be fooled by those who speak empty words. And and so I know, you know, we're all muted on the line, but just say aloud um, this morning, Lord, increase my discernment. It's a, it's a prayer that's very simple, but you're asking God to increase your discernment, ever-increasing faith. 
Don't be fooled by deceptive teachings, Ephesians says. Ephesians says don't listen to them and don't live like them. Your mission or our mission is to live as children of the light, flooded by God's revelation light. We are to let the supernatural fruit of God's light be seen in us. God has called us to bear good fruit, goodness, righteousness, and truth. So take heed, pay attention, and not be deceived by the lies of the enemy. The best way to learn a fake or to know a fake is to learn the authentic, the real, the true, so that the fake stands out like a sore thumb. That's what they do when they want to um, uh, recognize fake money. They so learn uh, what real money looks like that the fake stands out. So as we get closer and closer to the true, the real, the authentic, Jesus, and learn of him, we'll see the lies and the deceit of the devil and put him back under our feet where he belongs, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Elder Heather. Amen. That was a good final word. I like that. Praise the Lord. Yes. You know what? Yeah, know the authentic, because then you'll recognize the fake. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, we've had a good time this morning together. It's been wonderful to start the day with you and We're believing that as you go forward, no matter where you go or what you have um, to attend to, whether you have appointments, whether you have a job that is calling you, um, that you are covered in the blood of Jesus and that he, he will keep you, he will protect you, he will give you wisdom, he will give you understanding. You don't have to be in doubt. You don't have to be deceived. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And just like uh, Margaret said, the enemy is under your feet. Remember that. He's under your feet today. So we praise God. We praise God for this morning. Uh, We've caused this day to come in alignment with heaven. And no good thing does our Father withhold from those of us that walk uprightly before him. Hallelujah. We speak peace, peace to every storm the enemy is trying to stir up, whether it's in our lives, if it's in our um, job, whether it's in our cities, whether it's in our state, or whether it's in this nation. We speak peace, and we know how we need peace in our nation today. And we tread over all the power of the enemy. We walk right over that, and nothing shall by any means hurt us. And so may the spirit of discernment, the spirit of discernment fall upon the church this morning. Let the blinders be removed, and let deaf ears be opened, and let the church be the church. We declare this morning... We are the blessed of the Lord, and we are highly favored. We triumph in Christ. We triumph. We win. And we have great victory. Victory because the greater one, the greater one dwells within us. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. 
Amen. So be encouraged, people. Be encouraged today. Know that your God loves you. And we seal every word and every prayer that was uttered this day with the blood of Jesus. And we are grateful, grateful to our God because in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the storm, he is there. So just as he did, speak peace into your situation no matter what it is and know this, that you're going to the other side. Hallelujah. Kathy, open the lines so that we can all worship the Lord together. 